One month down, 11 months to go, in a year that might be considered better than the last one simply because it has already had more snow in it. It is February 1st, 2021, and this is the first of many installments of the Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter for this last full month of winter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, Albemarle local government and school employees may get a $1,000 bonus. The MPO Policy Board is briefed on several transportation projects, Charlottesville's Public Housing Board holds an emergency meeting today, and Albemarle County begins taking public comment on a new housing policy. Today's Patreon field shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them that Lonnie Murray sent you. The Albemarle County Board of Supervisors and the Albemarle School Board met last Thursday to begin the public side of the budget cycle. In Virginia, school boards do not have the power to raise their own money, so legislative bodies have to factor in school needs when setting a tax rate. Here's Albemarle Supervisor Ned Galloway. We're here to kind of kick off and get started with things that roll right into our budget season, which is right on us. And here's Graham Page, the chair of the Albemarle School Board. Um, we are pleased to be with the supervisors as we start out with this um, budget season. Recently, Albemarle unpaused several capital projects that were delayed due to the uncertainty involving the pandemic's effect on the local economy. These include an addition at Crozet Elementary School. But the main topic for Thursday's meeting is a major factor that Albemarle's budget staff needs to consider as they tally up projected expenditures for the coming year. Matt Haas is the superintendent of Albemarle Public Schools. I'm really grateful for this opportunity to be here with the Albemarle County School Board, the Board of Supervisors, and our staff to have a conversation about what I think we all might consider to be a very high priority, compensation for our employees. Haas said this previous year has been very difficult for schools around the world, as normal was turned upside down. There's a lot of work that goes into providing the services associated with public schools. Since then, our employees, our teachers, our nurses, teaching assistants, building services staff, principals, bus drivers and aides, our child nutrition staff, and our leadership team have come together, treated every day as an opportunity to learn and improve both virus mitigation and safety, providing for student and family needs in terms of meals and essentials, and amazingly, high-quality teaching and learning, whether it is provided online or at the school. This year, school employees did not get a raise due to the county's decision to play it safe fiscally. A projected increase to a minimum wage of $15 an hour was also shelved. Still, Haas sounded optimistic for this year. Well, as you know, it's a new year. Although some of the events we have witnessed since January 1st might make it seem like we're still experiencing 2020, we actually are now in 2021, and due to the smart moves of our local government and school finance staff, we are in better position than I, than I, I thought we might have been right now. Are conditions favorable enough to increase compensation? On January 20th, the Board of Supervisors were told that overall tax assessments in Albemarle were up 1.4 percent, 
which could bring in additional revenue depending on the property tax rate. Andy Bowman is in the county's budget office, and he sounded a realistic tone. This will be the slowest growth in our reassessments since the Great Recession, and uh, that will be especially impactful on the revenue picture next year. So the board is going to be aware a little more than half of our county's operating revenues come from real estate taxes. Bowman said the budget office sees the economy as uncertain and unstable at this time. We are seeing that our county revenues are stabilizing, but we have not yet stabilized. And uh, as the pandemic continues, we're not, we not through that either. However, Bowman said budget staff have identified a source of revenue to provide for one-time funding for several ways to shore up the county, including employee compensation, using the term stabilizing the county's workforce. The budgets are still being prepared and will be presented in mid to late February. A third of the school system's budget comes from the state, and the rest comes from local taxes. That means the school budget depends on what is proposed in Virginia's budget. Maya Kuma Azawa is the budget and planning director for Albemarle Schools. She said the system will receive more money than expected in the current fiscal year. Um, there are a few things listed under FY21 that add up to approximately $5 million that we are anticipated to receive in the current year above what we have adopted. So this would fall under um, one-time funding as Mr. Bowman described. In addition for next year, the governor's proposed budget includes a 2% uh, one-time bonus for um, SOQ funded positions, which uh, is likely to turn into a raise uh, pending more information about revenue forecasts. The elected officials were told that other major employers have already made the jump to 15 an hour. Dana Robb is with Albemarle's Human Resources Department. We are still seeing trends of some local employers moving towards or have, as the city of Charlottesville, UVA, and Centera Martha Jefferson already have at to $15 an hour. The Commonwealth of Virginia is also increasing its minimum wage to $15. However, that will happen gradually through the year 2026. Lorna Jerome is Albemarle's Human Resources Director, and she said the county was proposing... To provide a lump sum payment of $1,000 for all regular full-time employees and some portion of that for part-time. Um, this would come out of um, existing year-end fund balance and uh, we would be able to do it this, this spring. For local government, that would use a maximum of $850,000 of the county's surplus. For the school government, that would be a maximum of a $2.7 million drawdown of their fund balance of $8.6 million. The idea of the one-time payment had general support from both elected bodies. Here's Supervisor B. Lepisto kirtley of the Rivanna District. I think this 1,000 lump sum payment is a way of saying we see you, we recognize you, uh, this is what we can do for now, and we appreciate all that you have done for us in making sure that local government runs for all the people of Albemarle. However, others were concerned that the county has not been able to increase salaries on a permanent basis. Dave Oberg represents the Whitehall District. So from my perspective, I appreciate the thought of, hey, look, we're going to give a bonus. I get that. But the problem is that I think that there's, there's, there's a danger that that, 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 that assuages our guilt. It's like, well, we didn't, give you the bonus. we didn't give you the raise that we thought we were going to give you, but we're giving you a bonus. And I just think that that's, that's a problem. 
we'll hear more from budget season as it progresses, including a look at what's up in Charlottesville. City Council has a budget work session scheduled for Wednesday. Last week, the regional body that takes votes on transportation projects met for the first time in 2021. One item on the agenda was a public hearing on a cost increase for the Belmont Bridge replacement. That project has been in the planning stages for over 10 years and is about to get under construction this year. The cost estimate for the project is $31.1 million, or about $6 million higher than the most recent estimate included within the Metropolitan Planning Organization's Transportation Improvement Program. Charlottesville's capital budget for the current fiscal year includes $5 million toward the project, and the draft capital improvement program includes $2.5 million. No one spoke at the public hearing. State and federal funding for the Belmont Bridge predates the Virginia Department of Transportation's smart scale process. Results of the fourth round were recently released. VDOT engineer Chuck Proctor told the MPO Policy Board that the area was successful in getting many projects recommended for funding. In the MPO area, there were 15 total projects. 13 of them were funded. Uh, And the only ones that weren't funded were Hillsdale South Extension and uh, Phrase Mill Intersection on 29. The last project is in the scope of an MPO study that will soon get underway to look at U.S. 29 between Airport Road and Albemarle County and the intersection with U.S. 33 in Greene County. Jessica Hirsch-Ballering is a transportation planner with the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. The purpose of this corridor study um, would be to develop broad transportation recommendations that complement the existing land use designations in the study area. This will not just be uh, personal motor vehicles. Um, This will include transit, bicycle, and pedestrian transportation. On January 20th, the Green Planning Commission recommended approval of a zoning amendment that will allow construction to begin on 1,180 new homes off of Pretty Creek Road. You can read a story on that uh, in the Green County Record from Terry Beji. There's a link in the newsletter. There's also the possibility that Greene County could be added to the jurisdictional boundaries of the MPO. Sandy Shackelford is the Director of Planning and Transportation at the MPO. We're also going to be recommending that we um, use a consultant to do an MPO strategic plan, um, specifically as we start looking at the possibility of changing the MPO boundaries. We think this is a really good opportunity to review and define who... um, who it is that we're serving, who's, um, you know, who is our client, is that our elected officials, is that members of the public at large, is that our local governing bodies and their staff. We really want to spend some time thinking about who it is that we are doing this work for. MPO members were interested in a recommendation from staff to find ways to raise additional revenue for transportation projects through public-private partnerships. City Councilor and MPO Chair Michael Payne said he would welcome work from staff on how transportation programs can be altered to help address climate change. Connecting our climate action plan project to our capital projects and transportation projects, um, think about how they interact with induced demand and emissions from transportation. Toward the end of the meeting, the MPO was briefed on a pair of grants intended to expand transit in the region. One is a $350,000 grant to create a regional vision for transit. 
and the other is a $106,215 feasibility study for expanded transit in Albemarle. Here's Jessica Hirsch-Ballering again. Um, Like what Richmond did, we're trying to come up with a really clear plan for what kinds of um, what kinds of investments all of our transit agencies are going to make in the future. It will not get down to the details of route planning or determining how many vehicles to buy or what schedules to run the routes on. Finally, this was the last MPO meeting run by Chip Boyles, who will become Charlottesville City Manager on February 15th. Christina Jacobs will serve as interim director of the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission while a search is conducted for Boyle's permanent replacement. Albemarle County has released a draft housing policy that seeks to increase the number of units by thousands. Here's a description of the plan on the online questionnaire for Housing Albemarle. By fostering a variety of housing types that are affordable to individuals and families with diverse incomes, Albemarle County seeks to ensure a thriving, sustainable community for all, today and well into the future. The plan is based on forecasts that show Albemarle growing to a population of over 138,000 people by 2040. The Housing Albemarle draft suggests that 11,750 more units are needed by then, and the document is intended to suggest ways to get there. That could include increased density in development areas, the creation of permanently affordable housing on county-owned land, and the designation of housing rehabilitation zones. The questionnaire will be open through February 15th. The Board of Supervisors will have a public hearing on Housing Albemarle on March 17th. Finally today, the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority held an emergency meeting this afternoon to discuss the employment contract of Executive Director John Sales. Sales joined the agency last August after a brief stint as the city's coordinator. At the end of a closed session, CRHA Commissioner Lisa Green read a motion. I move that the board direct the chair with the assistance of counsel to communicate directly with the executive director regarding proposed changes to his employment agreement. Personnel matters are one reason government bodies can close meetings to the public. There was no other information about what the contract change might include, but Brandon Collins of the Public Housing Association of Residents had this to say. You know, FAR on the whole thinks that uh, Mr. Sales is doing a fabulous job. Um, we're really glad he's here, and we hope that's reflected in whatever it is y'all are talking about today. All right, thank you. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. Glad to be back after a couple of days off that I took last week at the end of the month. If you enjoy this program, the best thing you can do today is to make sure that you send it on to somebody else so that they can hear the information and then they can send it on to somebody else too. That way we grow the audience and we continue to get information uh, to everybody in who is in this community so that uh, we can all understand better how decisions are made and all of that. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe out there and, uh, you know, keep looking at the snow. Uh, Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow.